We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. All right, so we've gone from the Geelong point of view, and it was great to chat to Matty Stokes, but the Brisbane Lions, what a final series they have had. A couple of out-and-out thrillers in their wins over Richmond and in Melbourne. No one gave them a chance in either, but they are proving the doubters wrong, and they've got themselves into a prelim against the the top-of-the-table finishing Cats in season 2022. So a man that played in five preliminary finals with the Brisbane Lions, uh, North Smith medalist, Brownlow medalist, 300-plus uh, gamer. It's probably easier just to go through the awards he didn't win because uh, that'll save us a lot more time than going through the ones that he did win. Uh, speak, of course, to my old mate Simon Black. Blackie, hello, mate. G'day, Sammy. How are you, mate? Look, I'm good. And I, can I just say how grateful I am of you jumping on? Um I think the, the footy world are aware that it was John O'Brien's mum's funeral today, and I know you've been down there, so for you to be happy to have a chat um, is greatly appreciated, and I'm sure it's been a pretty tough day. Yeah, no, no worries, mate. Good to be on with you. Yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, it's been a, a sad week for the for Johnson and his family, and, um, yeah, we had the, the pleasure of going down to Warrnambool today and, um, yeah, been, been at Mary's funeral and a uh, really special ceremony that the family did for, for Mary and um, amazing family, amazing lady, and, yeah, it was a pleasure to be there, mate. So they, the family did a wonderful job to, to I guess, to send her off. And um, Brownie, as you'd expected, an amazing eulogy, and as did the rest of his family as well. And, yeah, a really special day. Well, I know this is a time of year where um, you and your former teammates are normally getting together for reunions and to, to reminisce on the success that you had uh, in the early 2000s. This wouldn't have been what you would have imagined, but um, I'm sure him having all of you there would have meant the world. So um, to be able to give us some time, uh, I, I do greatly appreciate it. Um, mate, we're talking prelim finals, and you played in five of them, and we're just it's often seen as the greatest round, the most pure round of footy in terms of fan engagement. It, it's the fans' round of finals. They're so often out-and-out classics. When I look back at the Brisbane Lions prelims, you didn't quite have so much in terms of nail-biters, but what you had was out-and-out domination in, uh, four, well, three out of the five you played in because you won four out of five. So why don't we start, though, with the with the first one that you played in in 1999 against North Melbourne, who went on to win the flag that year. What do you remember of that game? Uh I got belted by Mickey Martin in the first couple of minutes of the game and broke my eye socket, mate. That's what I remember. <laughs> and, uh, went off to hospital, I think. So I don't much remember much of. Uh, is, this a, is this a loaded question? No, I didn't. I just, <laughs> I, I just wanted to let you tell the story and not me tell it. And and I hate to bring up literally old wounds. Um, but it's, I did have to go and just find out what had happened because I saw one disposal next to your name and thought that's not the Simon Black that we know. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was trying to make my way in the game. That's that's for sure. But um, yeah, look, it was a yeah '99. I mean, we I guess it was a, it was a great year for us in a lot of ways. Because um, you know Lee Lee Matthews had turned up um, that that year, and we we won the wooden spoon the year before. So we, we were we we're in a preliminary final. So we we're kind of pitching ourselves really. But um, we did have a few players out that that night, and um, yeah, North were I guess too good on the night, and um, yeah, they went on to win it. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, one of those nights, they, uh, you know, just took it on the night, but a great experience. I guess that led us to a, you know, a great experience um, for a couple of years down the track. Was there any tribunal uh, deliberations in the week leading up to the grand final? Because Mick took his spot in that 1999 flag. Did you have to go and uh, do the right thing by him that week? Yes, I mean, I guess the, the old um, 
look after the opposition players. So I, I turned up to the investigation and um, believing there wasn't any footage of, of the incident, and then it turned out there was footage. So it, um, it became a bit interesting there for a little while about how I was going to try and look after him. But anyway, the end result was that he big bit got off and he played and, uh, and played the flag. So um, I, I got a call from from Dennis Hagen that week to say thanks. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a yeah, interesting time, I guess, for these days. He'd probably get several weeks, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, I'll, look, I'm generally glad that he was able to play and, and, and get the medal that, um, that they won. You're a good man, and I hope that he's bought you several ales um, whenever you see him uh, ever since that day. Yeah, I've seen, I can't keep running into him at the grand final, well, before COVID, and... Uh, Fair to say, he's snaked me a few times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get to some happier prelim final memories because you guys were never troubled. I mean, it, well, the scoreboard suggests that you were never troubled in the three in a row. So 2001, you defeat Richmond 28, uh, sorry, by 68 points in a game that you had 27 disposals. Kick one goal, two. Um, you, you weren't going to be denied that day. Did it all just seem like it was happening almost comfortably or does the scoreboard not tell the story of that game? I guess for us, you know, as you said, Sammy, it's, it's prelim final weekend, such a such a special weekend. It's such a big uh, result on the end of the line, and um, yeah, it's generally generally great footy. And, and I mean, we, we we earned the right to play at home, and, and we knew that was going to be a an advantage to play at home. And it was Richmond, and I mean, we'd never yeah, you know, we'd never sort of as the Brisbane Lions playing the grand final at that point. So we were a little bit toey, a bit nervous going into the game. But uh, I think uh, I think we started well, and I, I think that's you know if you can start well in these big games and settle and um, get a bit of composure and all those sort of things. So I think that's what we're able to do on on, on that 2001 final night against the Tigers at home. And um, I think it was a re- pretty reasonable margin we won by in the end. But I oh, look, yeah, going into the game, we we were you know I guess you always have to do self doubt, but you know we. You know, we had a great coach who believed in us and, um, and yeah, we were able to get it done. And then obviously go and take on the Essendon, who were the reigning premiers, and, and uh, get it done a week later down, down in Melbourne. So, um, yeah, it was a special year, as you know, and, um, yeah, it was a privilege to be a part of it all. What did it mean for Brisbane at that time where, with where footy was at to be able to host games like preliminary finals? And we'll get to 04 in a moment. Um, I don't think Lee Matthews is over that yet, that you had to go down to Melbourne to play Geelong. But what did it mean at that stage in, in a city like Brisbane, non-traditional footy state, for there to be prelims being played there? Yeah, look, I, I think mate, if you, probably if you ask most of us from that era, like one of our proudest things is probably, you know, we played footy in a non-traditional AFL city and and stayed and, and the, the growth of the game and you know I still remember all the the game was packed all the corporate boxes were full and you know we were sort of getting the Broncos off the back page of the paper and leading the sports news on, on telly and it was it was a really special time for AFL footy in, in, in Queensland and um, and uh, yeah it was to be a part of that was, was really special and um, you know and when you've got a good group, you've got to make hay. When you've you've got that good group, and you know we, we were able to do that for three of the four years, and um, yeah, but that first one, being able to just yeah, get that first one, build that belief. Um, I guess you know the, the game's so much about finding belief, having belief, and you know, Lee used to you know, try to instill that in us. And yeah, well, that that first year really you know was about creating that belief, and from there it was um, it really flowed on, and it was a really obviously yeah, a fantastic era for the footy club. My recollection of the Port Adelaide prelim in 2002 was that they really did fancy that, that they were going to knock you guys off, that they'd finished top of the ladder that year, they'd been the best team in the home and away, but then 
another prelim at the Gabba, and it was a 56-point shellacking. You had 25-1 and one that day, and just in case you don't remember. Um, <laughs> what what stands out to you about that prelim? Because if I, if I remember rightly, they were really confident, I thought, Port, heading into that. Yeah, I, my, my recollection a little bit was it was that as well that they were really confident. I, I think I think they might have said a couple of things in the media in the lead up to the game, and you know, we, you, you you look for any little bit of extra motivation. Not that you probably need it, but um, yeah, look, I, I think we were really, you know, we, we had, uh, um, you know, just that belief that was there at that stage. So um, I, I, look, I can't remember. I'm just trying to remember the, the end result, what the margin was, but yeah, we, we, we knew we. We had a pretty strong side by that stage, and that if we played near our best, and you know, as we get spoken about with Lee, he was such a great coach in terms of setting roles for guys and providing real clarity for each individual within the team. And you know, we, we kind of just did that. Everyone played their role, did their bit, and, and the result, yeah, was was what took care of itself. And um, yeah, pretty pretty special time to be part part of the line. In those early 2000s. Yeah, and, and you went on to win the second grand final in a row uh, after that one. Collingwood really did make you earn it. It was a lot tighter than what a lot of people expected it to be. But they were sticking with prelims. Um, the the 2003 one, you went down in week one of the finals to Collingwood, and uh, for the first time, I think people started to maybe question because there was an air of invincibility about the side that I remember. And then you had to go the long way. You end up having to play Sydney, and and they got the home prelim. Uh, well, at uh, not at the SCG, um, but a forty-four point win in that one. And again, it just I think that put paid to any talk about oh they're vulnerable. Did, did you guys feel that that people started to doubt you at the start of that final series? Yeah, yeah. Look, we yeah we lost as you said the first week to Collingwood in uh, in A three in that first week of the finals, and yeah we did we um. We had to go the long way, and we, we played the twenties in the at Olympic Stadium in the prelim, and it's probably one of the great speeches I think from that I remember from Lee's, Lee's time as a coach. He, um, you know, like whenever you played Sydney, you'd never you'd never get a big lead on the scoreboard from them because they were just so defensively strong and such a great competitive team. And um, look, he came out. He always came out. Well, we, three quarter time he came out. Basically, he said, "Boys, you look shot." <laughs> He'd often use an analogy. I'm not sure whether he got it from John Kennedy or Alan Jeans, but about the man in the back of the stand and what the observation from the man in the back of the stand was. And he he pulled it out from time to time, and he spoke about the man in the back of the stands, basically saying that we were shot ducks, and you know they're running on top of the ground, and you blokes look like you're done. And but he said, make no mistake of where we are right now. Um, you know, you you're back to back premiers the last two years. Um, you know, you've done you've done a great job. Um, if you Essentially, means to drag yourself off the canvas. This last thirty minutes, you've got the chance of doing something that hasn't been done in, I think, seventy years, and that's three, three in a row. Um, and it was just one of those great speeches that um, that I remember that that league gave in that era and that time. And um, we had some great individuals. I think Pikey had a massive fourth quarter. Jamie Charman had a big fourth quarter. Blake Carousella and a, no doubt Chris Johnson had a big fourth quarter as well. Um, so yeah, it was it was a pretty pretty special time, mate. And, and yeah, Lee. Lee Come as the hour, he, uh, he put a pretty good speech together and helped get us over the line. Because th- they'd come back hard at you in that third term. Oh, you, you guys kicked 2-3, but they kicked had a 4-3 third term. In the last quarter, you ended up kicking 6-6 to one behind. I mean, it was whatever. So to know that that's what Lee went with, it really must have uh, put a rocket up here um, and almost maybe uh, 
just tugged at the pride strings just a little bit? No, it, did, it absolutely did, Sammy. Like it was one of those one of those speeches, and I, I mean, you don't remember too many of your of your coaches' speeches, but that that one I certainly do remember. And he, he just understood that that moment. I remember him saying, "Boys, like this this just appreciate and understand this moment you're in right now. Like this little break in play that you know you, 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 he's pretty honest with us. He said, you know, you guys look like you're probably going to get beat here, but there's a great opportunity on the back of this that if you can." You know, drag yourselves off from this situation. They look like they're going to run away with this game by a pretty big margin. But if you can find something within yourselves, and you know, you do, you get yourself an opportunity to have a crack at something that hasn't been done for a long time in this competition. And um, it was just a, a really special moment that he that he implored um, from his players. Really, it was, uh, it was a great great speech from a great coach. Did you feel like he was able to ride the, the momentum of that one speech into the next week as well? Because you demolished Collingwood. You never look like getting beaten in that game, and and you got the Norm Smith, of course. And um, did it did it feel like that had some carryover, that residual effect, or was he able to back it up? Because I'm always fascinated about, and I'm glad you've taken us inside. Are there moments in these prelims? Is this where the coaches are at their best in these games, or do they save it for grand final day, or or is it a, to get there is you know, is so, so hard so that they really do bring out their, their top-shelf stuff for the prelim and then and then trust process in grand final, or is it a little different? Yeah, maybe. Maybe they do. I oh, look, I, I mean, they, they send you on the journey. I guess that's what they do. They, they um, when you talk about the, the journey and, you know, the, the journey you've been on to, to get, whether it's get to a preliminary final or get to a grand final and, you know, the path you've gone, and it's, it's not... Generally, it's not just one year. It's not just that season. It's the, the several seasons of, of build up and the, the connection and brotherhood that you have got to form as a, as a group to, you know, to be able to um, get there on that day and give yourself a chance. So, um, yeah, it was it was he was a yeah as we all know he's, he's standing within the game. Mm. He had a great ability to understand the moment. Um, having lethal in our corner in our box game was a fair bit of confidence, Sammy. There's no doubt about that. All right, just two more from me. Um, so 2004 prelim is often remembered for the AFL forcing you guys to to go and play down in Melbourne when you don't have the right to, to have it at the Gabba again. You, you got a nine-point win, but a, a young on the rise. Well, it was it was even on the rise before they were on the rise. A, a young Geelong side just trying to make their way in the world. You know, you got young Gary Ablett Juniors and Jimmy Bartels uh, getting around the place, and, and then they're coming up against the you know the greatest team at that stage of the modern era, and arguably any year at that point in time. Um, what what do you remember of the build up? How how pissed off were you guys? Because we know Lee was, and then the game itself. Oh, look, I mean, we always, you actually got to do as an athlete, you got to live in the reality of what the situation is, and it is what it is. Um, you know, we had to come down and play whether we were entitled to play the home prelim, and, you know, it didn't really matter at the time because it wasn't going to happen. So um, you just got to get on with it, and I think we had that approach. I think when you, you know, you travel, you, you travel, um, you know, 11 out of the 22 home and away seasons, games of the season, you, you, you get an ability to, to, to travel on the road while well. you get a, an understanding of what's required from a recovery professional point of view. It wasn't ideal um, late in the year when you, you've got to do a, a prelim when you want to play at home or a title to play at home. It certainly, you know, it wasn't ideal recovery-wise and energy-wise, but um, oh, at the end of the day, somebody won that game, two later with two good a week later, and... Um, as they say, mate, it is what it is. 
That's the shortest answer you've given me, and I'm going to take McHugh to move on. Uh, mate. So what about the Lions going into this prelim? No one's given them a chance to win any of the finals they've played in so far. They're probably giving them even less of a chance to beat Geelong, um, who finished two games clear at the top of the table. And ironically, that's the last time Brisbane have been in a prelim. It's against Geelong in 2004. If they're to win, how are they going to get it done, Blackie? Where can you see the Lions being able to take apart a Geelong side that not many, if any, have been able to do this year in any regular interval? Yeah, um, look, I mean, I think what's been impressive with Brisbane the last couple of weeks is just their real fight and their, their defensive part of their game. They've certainly lifted that, haven't they, in the last couple of weeks. It's been been superb, really. Um, Melbourne, I guess, could have really damaged them early in the game, but they didn't, and it probably breathed a lot of life into, into the lines. Um and, and that's that's again that hope and that belief that that builds and um, is created on the back of just hanging in the contest. And I think for Brisbane, you know, they they got the monkey off the back by winning the MCG last Friday night, and that's one thing. But can they can they reciprocate that and do it again? I guess that you know if they can be in the if it can be in the game at half time, not get blown away against the Cats. That that belief will be strong again, and, and that manifests as you go. And um, you know, on the back of that, anything can happen. So I think it's really important they start reasonably well. Albeit they didn't last week, but you know I'm not sure the second week in a row they'll be able to do that against a you know a really mature, well-rested cat. So um, you know the belief will be strong. You know they obviously got the the, the win over the, the Tigers, um, and then and then to, to do it against Melbourne last week. So they'll come down with a fair bit of belief. But um, yeah, if they start well and you need your best players playing well in big games, and um, you know they're going to need big nights again from those some of those key forwards and, and Charlie, and obviously. That contribution, that even spreads from the middle of the ground through not just Lockie but others. Um, and then Harris Andrews played, I thought, played really well last week. And, you know, it's, you know I'm telling you nothing you don't know, but that collective effort they really need from, from all three lines. And, um, yeah, so we'll see how they go. Are you, would you tip them? Are you going to tip them? Oh, how could I not, mate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a yeah, good no, man. I'll, you're a good man, mate. I love your work. I'm going to let you go. Uh, now, Chris Johnson's been in the car with you the whole time. Um, I haven't cleared this with Channel 7, but, Jono, is there anything that Blackie has left out that, that, or you disagree with his recollections of preliminary finals past? Has he pumped you up enough? <laughs> yeah, he certainly did. He's, uh, he's a good man this, uh, this time. And Blackie, I've been lucky enough to, to see his whole career just blossom before me while I was... Uh, he gave me the license to sort of sit off my men because uh, I knew every time there was going to be a centre clearance, it was going to be spare and black. Carry out. <laughs> I had no accountability, mate. I had <laughs> <laughs> No, he's been a good driver, Sammy. He's driven us down to Warrnambool uh, today and, um, and we're about to get lost on the way home. <laughs> Well, boys, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll let you go and sort that out. Hey, thanks so much, seriously, Blackie, and, and to you, Jono, as well. For uh, It's an emotional day, obviously, and a really sad day, and, and to see that you guys are there supporting uh, Brandy in the way that you were is, is just phenomenal, and we're sending our condolences to him and to you guys who are hurting for him as well, and I'm sure the whole footy club is, is too. Um, thanks again. We, we appreciate it. Nah, pleasure, Sammy. You're a good man. Good to chat, mate. Catch you soon. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.